eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt and... Man, it's about that time. It's about that time. We are creeping, creeping, creeping among upon the NBA season. And we finally got this damn long-awaited, I think anticipated, Damian Lillard news. However, not the news in terms of the team most thought he was going to. But the trade finally happened. And I'm happy because, honestly, I was not giving Damian Lillard another second of my time until an actual trade happened. I did not care. I did not want the updates. I was over it. Um, but now we have a trade and we actually have something to react to. So Justin, my fave, let's get into it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. So oh, where do we begin? Where do we begin? First, let me just say, let me ask, what what was your initial reaction to this news? Because in the last few days it started we started to hear like news that would suggest that the heat were not the front runners and we're not going to get Dame Lillard Mm -hmm. which to me from a business standpoint doesn't shock me I always thought it was ridiculous that people thought they had to trade him to Miami I thought it was ridiculous that he thought he could demand that you know I just I didn't get that like I never felt like he had the leverage to do that not just because he spent a lot of years with them because people act like he wasn't paid for that time. You know, like I get it that, you know, maybe the organization wasn't always transparent with him, but like Dame didn't have to sign that extension. The last one that he did and he signed it and he wedded himself to the organization for many more years. Right. And uh, like, to me, there was nothing in their past that had indicated that they were going to move differently. So But I don't think it mattered. I think he wanted that money and he was going to take the money. So you were paid. You were paid. So I was just like, you have a contract with multiple years on it. Like, I just did not know 
why he thought, hey, he had leverage to demand, okay, send me to the heat and only the heat. So I always thought it was ridiculous. The heat never really had the best package to offer. So I'm just like, uh, to me, I don't know right now if Damian Lillard is happy because both he and Giannis have expressed in the past the desire to play together. And maybe he wasn't aware that the Bucks were an option. I'm not sure. I'm assuming he gave his sign off. I think we'll find out whether or not he did, right? Because it's we're recording right now on the day that the news dropped. It's only a couple of hours, a few hours since the news dropped. So I'm sure more information will start to trickle in about this trade, whether Dame blessed it if it was against his will. But I have to imagine, while I don't think Milwaukee, Wisconsin is like, the best destination in terms of just like your life and living there. And I'm sorry, Milwaukee fans, like I'm probably like not being fair to your city, but he's going to a contender. He's going to play with who some consider the best player in the league, but a top three player in mm-hmm. the league. Um, I feel like this is a win-win aside from the fact that it's just not like Miami, like Dame gets a contender. Um, He's getting the help. You know, I, I don't feel like even though they went against his initial request that this is like a messed up move by the org. So in my opinion, they still did right by him. Yeah. And I guess for business purposes, which we can get into the actual deal, like what was traded. But for them, I believe they feel like they did what was best for them from a business point of view. So with that mm-hmm. being said... Because I don't, I, I don't recall hearing the Bucks in the last two days. I was hearing Raptors, some Mermix of Celtics. So for me, I was caught off guard just by the fact that like it was the Bucks because they weren't a team that we had heard about. So they were moving in silence like lasagna, mm-hmm. and uh, you know <laughs> they surprised us. So what was your initial reaction? Um, it was just kind of like, a, oh, okay that type of thing. I didn't, it wasn't like super shocking to me, but I, I really wanted to see who was going out of Milwaukee. Um, so I was shocked to see Drew, which obviously it makes sense that it is Drew because of the money and then the position. But I was like, dang, he literally just said how he wanted to retire a buck um, yesterday. And he obviously has a great relationship with Giannis and all that type of stuff. So I was kind of surprised to see Drew going out. And then we see Phoenix gets in there Um they were just so eager to get off of Aiden for some reason that they brought in Nurk and Grayson Allen and Nazir Little and Keon Johnson, who were kind of irrelevant. But uh, yeah, that was just kind of like my my initial thought. It's like, okay, they're getting Dame, but like where are the other pieces going? Um, so I think, like you said, it was a good trade for Milwaukee and Portland and for Dame. And I mean, and for Giannis too. Like we were kind of monitoring the Giannis situation. So it's like, that kind of it takes a, it's a different dynamic at play now because he has a player that he feel like or he should be able to he should feel like can help him get over that mountaintop again and uh that could murky the waters on whether or not he'll leave Milwaukee but it could also you could also do the other thing right if it doesn't work out he could really be like all right I'm out like so that's my initial thoughts well it's funny because um our friend my bestie Amber on Twitter said that uh Oh, she was so happy this this trade occurred. So now she doesn't have to see Warriors fans thirsting 
over Giannis anymore. Um, I don't know if my single tweet telling him that the Warriors are a better destination counts as thirsting. Shout out to Amber. But um, I would say that I think it's going to be very interesting because, look, if they make it all the way to the finals and just lose, I don't see um, Giannis walking away from that. But if somehow it's like a disaster season and I think it's anything but making the finals, I think you're still at risk, mm. right, of of losing Giannis. Um, so it's to be determined. And I, and I think one thing we have to always remember, I think this will be a very good team. I think you have to consider them the best team in the East. Um, you know, but these things can always look great on paper and don't actually play out like that in reality. So we still have to see what it actually looks like when they play and what they do. But I would say that obviously Giannis in the, in the East, right? Like he's the best player in the East, definitely for sure. Um, and then I would say like, who's the other top team in the East, the Celtics. I don't, I don't know what you would say about the Sixers right now, but I, I you know, they wouldn't be a top team and we don't know what they're going to look like. Right. So um, I would say the next best team is likely the 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 Celtics. We know Giannis is the best player if they see each other. Is Dame better than Tatum or is Tatum better than Dame? Tatum's over Dame, but I think all three of them are very clear of Jalen Brown at this point. Um, so as far as duos go, I would give the edge to Milwaukee for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, is Embiid the second best player in the East? Yes. Um, I think as an individual talent, for sure. Um, I mean, Tatum kind of has his number. I don't. Has he beat Tatum in the playoffs yet? I don't think he has. I think they've seen each other a few times and yeah. so always win. So I wouldn't be necessarily upset if anyone picked Tatum over Embiid. But I, I, I give Embiid the nod. He's reigning MVP. I just give him that respect for now. And I think Tatum has some things he needs to add to his game to kind of like take his game up a notch. So until he does that, I'll say, yeah, I'll say Embiid. Okay. Okay. Um, now Miami, they were putting all of their, their chips in this. They did not get their guy and they've lost some critical members of their team now listen i still think miami overachieved this season anyway so i think it was very unlikely that they were getting back to the finals but yeah i mean i don't know look i know all you jimmy butler believers and plus spo is a great coach so maybe he can have them still as like a top four team in the east but i i don't think that they really are a team that's gonna come out the east or or contend for a finals. No. I don't think so. I think they knew it too. Right. So they were like, let's try to get somebody that's really, really upper echelon talent in the league. And they were going to try to get Dame to kind of solidify their chance to get back to the finals, which even still then wasn't guaranteed. So I definitely think now they're like a clear notch below the Celtics and the Bucks. They're still probably in that Cavs Knicks tier of that second wave of teams. Um Philly, but I would definitely say Bucks and Celtics are probably like head and shoulders favorites 
over the rest of the field in the East with probably a, probably a slight edge to the Bucks. I think the Celtics have more depth, but the Bucks have two of the three best players in the, in the series with another all-star caliber player next to them and, and Chris Middleton and a deep boy candidate in Brooke Lopez. So uh, that, that'll be an interesting matchup right there. Okay. So, I mean, you talked about um, Giannis and Dame being a better duo than the Celtics duo, but I already am seeing the tweets about best duo in the, in the NBA, what they can do if they stay healthy. So before I even take it to the rest of the league, let me ask this question. Is a Giannis-Dame pairing, I mean, I know what the answer is, but let me ask the question. Is a Giannis-Dame pairing better than a steph KD pairing? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laugh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Steph and Giannis. Like, don't ask me such silly questions. <laughs> yeah, that's not. No, nah, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. Okay. Do you care to elaborate? Um. Well, Steph is just clear of Dame in uh, every way. I don't think there's anything that Dame currently does uh, better than Steph, especially Steph at his physical peak in 2017. So... That's first and foremost the main thing. But I think Giannis at that, I mean, not Giannis, I think KD at that point was very, very close, if not a little better than Giannis is right now. Um, I'll probably give Giannis a slight edge over KD there, but stylistically, they fit perfectly. Um, yeah, I just, no, nah, I don't think it's close. Yeah. I mean, the real difference there is the Steph Dame, right? Um, right. It's not substantial between Katie and, and Giannis, but it's pretty substantial between Steph and Dame. But the problem is people think Dame is on Steph's level. And so they mistakenly believe that he could do the same thing if he had certain talent or, you know, Steph's pieces around him. So this is, again, why I say I'm so happy now that Damian Lillard will get to go to a team and have health because I don't want to hear any more excuses um, should he not win again, mm -hmm. um, having help and, and telling me what he can do. You know, he could do the same thing as Steph. So we will see. Um, but let's get back to duos. Let's get back to duos. So um, are Giannis and Dame the best current duo in the NBA? Now, other people that I've seen brought up were Jokic and Jamal, um KD and book but no one mentioned a old LeBron and AD um I, and I'm not even saying that honestly I wasn't even trying to be funny or disrespectful there I'm just saying like they were not even mentioned and no one brought up the Warriors at all and I, I think sometimes people have a hard time even figuring out who the duo is there I think they just sort of view them as a as a threesome but um, and that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm you know, I, I wouldn't argue that there isn't necessarily a duo in Golden State. But I'm just curious: Are Giannis and and um, Dame the best duo now in the NBA? Um, on paper, yeah, talent wise, for sure. Like you say, Giannis is the top three guy. Dame is like on the fringe of the top ten, probably top 13, 12. 
in the league. I don't think any other team has two guys combined. Well, the Suns have KD and Book, who are both probably top 10. Um, but I don't think KD or Book are as good as the best version of Giannis. So I think he gives them that edge. And, um, I mean, you can make an argument that Dame at his best is just as good as Book or around that level. So I think Giannis being as good as he is gives them the edge. And then you can you think about Jokic and Murray. I don't think Murray is as good as the second the second fiddle in either of these duos, right? He's probably like a few like a notch below Book, a notch below Dame, even though he was really really good in the playoffs. Uh, well, we have to see. We have to see if that playoff. Right. If it's playoff Jamal, then what would you say? If it's playoff Jamal, um. I was still probably, well, if it's playoff Jamal, that makes it interesting because playoff Dame hasn't necessarily been the best version of Dame. He's had his moments, but Jamal has consistently at this point multiple playoff runs where he's just been like really, really good offensively. Um, So I would probably- To me at this point is all that matters. To me, it's about who raises their level- for in sure. the playoffs, I don't really even care about what you're doing in the regular season. And, like, for sure, we have to say Jamal is a playoff riser. For sure. For sure. I want to see what Jamal looks like against um, certain defenses, right? I think throughout these playoffs and the, the one they had in the bubble, he didn't really see a ton of length and size on the perimeter against them. It was a lot of small guards he can post up. And then, obviously, Jokic makes his job a lot easier. But when they ran into Miami, his numbers kind of went down a little bit. Uh he saw Jimmy a lot. He saw Bam on switches, and that's like that's a lot of size and athleticism for him. And he didn't really look the same. So I'm curious how he looks through multiple playoff runs where we have a bigger sample size against different types of teams to see if he's really, really like like that, like that. Obviously, he was like that enough for him to win a championship. But for me to put him over like Booker or something like that, I got to see him do it against some of the guys that Book has done it against. You know, so yeah, I'll probably go Bucks first. Sun second, then Nuggets third. Okay. I don't feel very strongly about who is the best duo. I just thought it was interesting how all the takes start. Best duos, um, unbeatable, they'll win the next three, you know, just, just, just all kinds of stuff, which we know that kind of stuff doesn't happen no matter what, when people say it. Um, So I was curious to know what you think. So um, the potential, though, starting five for um, the Bucks: Giannis, Dame, Middleton, um, the twin, Lopez, Mm -hmm. um, Brooke, right? That's the one that's on the team. Yeah, Brooke. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not Robin. I think Robin is on the team, though. Oh, is I think he? He, he was before. He I think he might be back. I think he might be back. I know he had left. Oh, you're right. I think they did do like a, a trade or something and got him back, right? I think so. I can check the roster though. Or he signed. But whatever. But we know Robin isn't starting. Yeah, he is on the team. <laughs> yeah, he is though. But Brooke. And then who's their fifth? Oh, um, what's his name? The crazy guy. The crazy guy. You know what I'm talking about. It's not Bobby Portis, if you think about Bobby Portis. It's not Portis? No. Who's their 35? It's Connaughton. Oh, Connaughton. Pat. The gentrifier. The gentrifier Connaughton, who 
Never mind. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll I forgot into about that. him. Yeah. I forgot about him. Okay. And so Portis is what their six man? Yeah, he is a six man. Okay. Okay. So that's their starting five, potentially. Do the yep. Warriors still have the best starting five in the league? I mean, statistically, they did. I think on paper, um, like talent-wise, the Bucks and the Nuggets probably have the two best starting fives in the league. Um, but the Warriors are deeper than both teams. So, but yeah, I'll probably give the nod to the Bucks. Well, I'll give the nod to the reigning champs for now, but on paper, the Bucks have the best starting five, I think. And when you say the 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 reigning champs have the best starting five, that means their numbers in the postseason were higher than the Warriors. Um, what are you basing that on? Their sample size were different. Was different. Uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers from last year, the Warriors had like the best net rating. Right. The Nuggets had like the second, but they their starting five played like a thousand more minutes than the Warriors starting five did. So the sample size is a little different. Who knows if the Warriors sample size, like number would have stayed the same if they played as many minutes. And then the Nuggets and the Warriors starting five is numbers held up in the playoffs. But again, the Nuggets play way more. So it was just weird. Um, just from like a talent perspective, offensively, the Nuggets just have no holes in their starting five. Well, the Warriors just have like obviously a hole with Draymond and Looney scoring, but on the flip side, the Nuggets have all like, defensive holes in their starting five and the Warriors really don't. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not prepared to give them the best starting five, but um... <laughs> my only thing is on both the Bucks and the Nuggets starting fives, they have like two superstar talents you know well, you mean? keep telling me that um clay is going to be better this season and be also be that draymond is you know yeah but okay. it's just like i don't know like murray can reach a level that clay's probably never going to reach same thing with dame um mm-hmm. but i do think outside of the top two like steph can match Jokic, he can match Giannis, and then there's the next level where it's dame and, and murray and then after that it's like Clay, Wiggins, Dre, kind of MPJ, Gordon, Middleton. They're kind of all in that same realm right there. Brooke Lopez. It'll be interesting. I think we need to come back and really break down the starting fives for each and see like the tiers and the categories because like Mm -hmm. definitely some of the others have a stronger duos, but are their first three as strong as like our top three? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Our top four. And then, I mean, I can't even, like, Loon is, like, such a X factor, you know? It's, underrated. like... He's underrated, for sure. So, it's it's um, it's um really hard to say. Yeah. I think once you get to the fourth and the fifth member of the starting fives, that's when the Warriors start to have the edge, right? Because I think Looney is, in my opinion, better than KCP and Connaughton, right? They have different roles, obviously. KCP and Connaughton are just, like, three and D guys, and Looney just does a different role, but... I think he's a little bit more impactful. Um, and then whether it's Williams or Draymond or Clay, whoever you consider the fourth best starter or something like that, they're definitely better, in my opinion, than Brooke Lopez or Michael Porter Jr. or something like that, right? So that's kind of where the Warriors get the edge for me. Top three is tough. Right. Tough. Just because the second guy on both of those other teams are really, really good. But, yeah. 
Okay. Look at us being fair and objective <laughs> and balanced. They still not gonna beat they still not gonna beat Golden State, but they cool yeah. on paper. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that next segment. But overall, what would you grade this this move? I'll say it's an A plus. For both honest. sides? For both sides, for the Phoenix Suns, who just just are kind of like in there for some reason. That's like a lateral move for me. Didn't really make them much better or worse. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages. They got a little, they got two, but they got four players for one, pretty much. Two of them are just kind of throwaway players. Two of them are questionable and in, in whether they're going to be good or not. And then Milwaukee got their another star and Portland got a young piece that they can help bring up with their young core and they got another veteran piece that makes 36 million that they can flip for draft compensation or just multiple players so uh a plus for portland a plus for milwaukee c for the suns okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's kind of dig into this trade a little bit, the details, the teams involved, and just what it means for all the teams, right? I mean, we, we gave our kind of initial reactions to it, but let, let's see what this really means without all of the hyperbole, right? So let, let's start with the Warriors and what it means because we are a Warriors podcast and I see Dub Nation already freaking out oh, we need to get Drew Holiday now, and he's the perfect Warriors player, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, excuse me. While it would be fun to see Drew defending his 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 old team and giving Damian Lillard hell, um, to me, I mean, I, I, I think Drew's much more of, like, a company guy, but, like, you're going to really make Drew Holiday come off the bench? I mean, it just would be an interesting thing. To me, while Chris Paul has, like, the cachet and this ego, to me, to me, it's a harder decision to make 
to 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 actually tell Drew to come off the bench than it is Chris. Like to me, this is just about Chris' ego. But if we're talking about like actual quality of player and what they contribute, mm-hmm. Drew is still a starting, you know, player in this league. I, I think it would actually be pretty debatable. Like I get it. He's definitely like, look, his offense is up and down, but like he's still incredible on defense. And so to me, it would be debatable. Like if they were to, and I'm just putting this out there because I'm just seeing a lot of people talking about Drew. This is not like a real thing. I haven't seen anything where like, you know, but like, I think that's a harder case to make to say Drew Holiday has to come off your bench. Yeah. But it's a good problem to have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I do. Like you said, you mentioned Chris Paul's ego. I think Drew is kind of like the opposite. Like, I think ego wise, he'll he'll probably be cool with it if they ended up doing that type of thing. Um, It would still it would make sense. So. I don't really know how I feel about it, if that was ever a thing. I think he's a better player currently than Chris Paul, but. He doesn't necessarily address their needs the right. way Chris Paul does. And that's why I'm like, I don't, why do people want this? He, I mean, in some ways he does. He's not really a turnover prone guard, which is kind of like what they really want Chris Paul to do. Don't turn the ball over and make Kaminga and Moody better. I don't know if he's as good as Chris Paul. Or he's probably not as good at, at that uh, as Chris Paul is. Right. That's the part I'm saying. I think Chris pa- Paul is going to elevate that bench mm-hmm. in a much better way than Drew Holiday could. Yeah. I think so too. Um, but who is a better scorer, probably at this point, better defender? Um, a higher likelihood of making it to the postseason? <laughs> yeah, that too. Right. So, like, healthier. Um, so, that'd be, that's an interesting thing right there. I'm, I mean, I've been seeing because Drew makes, like, like I said, 36, 37. He will put the Warriors over the second apron, I'm pretty sure, um, which they don't want to be. And then you were most contract expiring. No, it's expiring. Well, yeah, player option, which he's probably going to pick up. It's like thirty-eight million. He's going to pick that up, right? Because no one's going to pay him that. Right, and um, in order to acquire him, you would probably have to throw in uh, another player that we have other than Chris Paul because the contracts don't match all the way. Um, so it would have to be like Chris Paul and Kaminga. You know what I mean? Something like that. An aspiring plus a young piece that they can send to Portland, which I don't think I don't think is worth that uh, for Drew. So just stay put. Stay put. Now I'm wondering which teams are gonna overreact to the Bucks. Um, or just react to them. I mean, the Lakers seemed pretty set, but they are also a team, and often I think because LeBron James gets like anxious or he sees things. So I, I'm wondering if the Lakers will have any moves in reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver, on the other hand, is not a team that seems to like just be reactive in that way. So I doubt that they make any changes. But the Suns got themselves involved in this. Um, so you have to think they made the decision and did the evaluation and assessment and determined that they are not really losing much by losing Aiden. What do you think, Justin? What say you? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're losing some athleticism in the front court for sure, especially replacing them with Nurk, who's more slow-footed than Aiden is. Uh, he's more of a drop big. He was a decent rim protector. 
um, last season. But again, he doesn't have the quickest feet. He doesn't really want to be on a perimeter at all. So I'm curious to see how that works with them. I mean, I can definitely see them matching up with Golden State or the Lakers in the playoffs and Nurk just not being playable or not being super playable. Um, we've seen Anthony Davis destroy Nurkic already in the playoffs. Um, can only imagine. I mean, we've seen Steph do it too multiple times. So uh, it's just, it was a weird move for me. It was kind of, it just seemed like uh, we need depth pieces. Like we need, let's turn Aiden into two players or into three players if, if one of Nas or Keon pops. And, and then like, let's just get a big body for Jokic because Aiden can't really hang with him no more. But it's like, Nurk can't hang with Jokic either. So now you still can't guard Denver. And you really can't guard the Lakers or the Warriors, even though you probably already couldn't, but you really can't now because Nurk can't hang with AD and he can't hang with Steph. But they never wanted eight, and we always knew he was going to get traded at some point. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting to me is that I think, and I could be wrong, but part of the reason they probably brought in Vogel was like to help Aiden a little bit. And like, if we keep him to help him, but now he's gone. And I only bring that up because Frank Vogel is a defensive-minded coach, but like you just have major offensive weapons on your team. Um, so I'm just curious how that's going to work. I, I I honestly haven't paid close attention to who he's brought in on his staff, um, you know. But now Aiton's gone, so like to the extent that that was a project or a focus, it's like now what are you going to do for this team? I don't know. I guess he's going to try to get Bradley Bill and Book to start locking up on defense because if they don't, they're not going nowhere. So I forgot Bradley Bill was there. I mean, I know he's there, but it's just been so long. I forgot. Yeah. It's been a while since we talked about the Suns or talked about anything. So Katie, Book, and um how do you feel about that team a lot of offense um it's a lot of pressure on those three to do the role player things that you need to win a championship the stuff that guys like looney and gp2 and draymond and wiggins and even steph and clay like embrace um they're lacking that throughout the roster you know what i'm saying so I'm just curious to see how they manifest that. Like, how do they come up with that stuff? Like, it was already questions of whether or not Aiden can do it. We'll see if, if Nurkish can do it. You know, they picked up guys like Grayson Allen, who's kind of like from that cloth. I think he's dirtier than, you know, like he's a dirty player. So he kind of goes overboard with some of the stuff. But and some would say Chris Paul is a dirty player. Yeah, but Chris Paul ain't never injured nobody like that. To Grayson be fair. Has. Great. Huh? Draymond, Draymond has. They call him a dirty player, too. Oh, they say Draymond, yeah. Draymond ain't never injured nobody. Balls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson, Grayson Dylan Brooks, um, Alex Caruso, <laughs> and broke his wrist, taking him out of the air. So Grayson is a different level. But, um, yeah, if they, if Book and Bill and KD kind of, like, take on that, identity as like to do it all grimy do whatever it takes to win screen for each other box out super hard play defense stuff then they can be really really good but i just don't know if they are going to do that especially in the first season together and i don't know like if a team that you just literally shuffle your roster just everybody's new except for like three guys 
those teams don't win championships. Like you can go back, I don't know how many years. Teams that win a championship have at least four or five or more guys in their top eight rotation that have been there for like three years at least. So I don't think they have the continuity yet. I don't think they have the the grit and the fight within their main pieces, but they got a ton of talent. So anything can happen with that type of talent. But that's the main reason why I'm not like championship high on them. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really hard to beat four times. But I just can't see a chip in the first season together with them. Okay. So when you look at the West and you look at the landscape, the West is definitely tougher than the East. And we're going to move to the East. Mm -hmm. But the West is tougher. So, I mean, I think you have to say that. We already talked about this, that the Bucks are probably the favorites. I mean, I think right now they are the Vegas favorites to win it all. But they for sure, barring injuries, would have to be or some leap that like Tatum or someone takes that we're like not expecting next season. Um, you have to consider them the favorites to come out the East. So in terms of the West though, it's just a gauntlet. It's going to be much more challenging. Right. Mm-hmm. So top teams in the West. Top. How many? Two? Give me four. Four. The same. Um, Warriors, Nuggets, Lakers, Suns. What about the Kings? Playoff team, but no, play in maybe. You think they're going to turn into a play in team? Yeah, it's a lot of good teams in the West. So you thought they overachieved last year? I don't think they overachieved. I think the field was weak last year. I mean, you have to expect. De'Aaron's going to take a little somewhat of a leap. But I mean, what? who are the playing team? You don't think they'll at least be top six? How many I games mean, they what, are we believing in the Mavs, Luka, and Kyrie? Well, you look at the teams that were in the play-in last year, the Lakers, I don't think they're going to be in the play-in again. So that's one team that's out of the play-in that dropped somebody down. There's always the possibility that Zion can be more healthy than he was. They were like, what, the first seed? They were second, first seed for a long time before he got hurt. That's another really good team. Minnesota was in the play-in. They can end up not being Alvarez back? He's going to be back or is he still hurt? Jose Alvarez? I'm not sure. It means Zion moves the needle for that team. So if he's healthy, they're one of the top teams. Like I said, so it's only two spots. Like, I, I think, barring injury, the Nuggets, Lakers, Warriors, and the Suns are locks for not being in the play-in. I don't know if they'll be fifth or sixth, but they're not going to be in the play-in. And then you have the Kings, the Grizzlies, who are somehow going to win 50-plus games again because they always win 50 for some reason. They are. Even with Giles. Um, Kings, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, Thunder, Timberwolves. That's six teams that's competing for those last two spots. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> Yo, the last the West, is, the West is insane. I don't. I just don't know that the Kings are for sure not going to be. You just named six additional. Th- so that's ten. That's so those ten. are your ten right there. Those are yeah. your ten teams. Yeah. Are the Utah Jazz going to even be in the mix this year? No, Jazz not in the mix. Portland's not in the mix. Spurs are not in the mix. The Rockets are not in the mix. I'm missing one team. What team am I missing? I don't only name 14 teams. Let's see. And That's uh crazy. 
No, I named every team. Oh, I didn't even say the Clippers. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, he just said, did you? <laughs> Our producer's like, did you say Clippers? <laughs> 11 teams. There's 11 for. teams and only 10 spots. Fudge. Only 10 spots. Only 10 spots. That's crazy. Like, there's a, there's a, a universe where the league kind of catches up to Sacramento and they are not even in the play in. I'm not going to lie. Cause they That's crazy. <laughs> like if Harrison Barnes is like fully washed and there's no Keegan leap, like he's just marginally better. Sabonis kind of got figured out in the playoffs. There is a path where they don't even make the play in. I don't know, but we'll, it's going to be tough. The West Bro, is a, that is 11 that. teams that are all that have legitimate playoff talent on their team. Damn, yo. <laughs> Damn. I mean, See why you got to list things out? That's crazy. <laughs> I got to sit with that for a little bit. Not like right now in the show, but I got to sit with that. That's wild. The West <laughs> is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. They need to send Memphis to the East. I don't know why Memphis is even in the West. They're not even geographically in the West. Send them to the west, I mean, to the east. Send New Orleans to the east. Come on. And then bring two expansion teams to the west, Seattle and Vegas. 32 teams in the league. That's crazy. <laughs> there you Speaking go. Speaking of expansion, though, we're not going to get into it, but a WNBA team is coming to the Bay, most likely. I like that. Yeah. I like that um, combo for another day. But, um, Wow, I'm so just stunned by what you said because you listed all the teams and we didn't even say the Clippers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. It's nasty in the West. It's nasty in the West. All NBA is going to be crazy and All-Star is going to be crazy too. Yeah, I was just thinking about the other day. You list out all the guards in the West. Steph is a lock. Luca lock. Ja, um... Nah, John's gonna miss like so many games in the beginning of the season. Yeah, but the vote he still might get voted. You talking about for all NBA or for All Star? All Star. No, he's gonna miss too many. Yeah, games. Yeah, he's gonna miss the All Star. You're right. And so he's not. He's not gonna be all NBA eligible because the new 65 game rule. So he's out. You're right. So he's out. But Steph, Luca, Book, Fox, Kyrie, Shea, Jamal Murray. Um, it's. I'm sure it's some more people I'm forgetting. It's so many guards. Bill is another one. Anthony Edwards. That damn, um, even though he's not a guard, JJJ, but it'll never be no damn all star again because that was <laughs> bullshit. They need to go positionless for all star, too. Definitely. Definitely. They need to go positionless for all star. Not completely, but they should go positionless. At least for the bench, like okay, starters, two, two guards, three front court players, and then do like two guards, two front court players, and then like um, how many left? How many positions are that left? That would only leave you three. Three, because they do they do the two wild cards, and that's how the additional guards usually get in. Yeah, that's why I cannot believe they gave JJJ one of those last year. Yeah, it should be like three or four wild cards, I think. Yeah, yeah or they, you, you're right. They just need to make the team more spots, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, okay. 
let's let's move over to the east. So um the Bucks lost Grayson Allen and a lot of people, I mean, obviously you still make the trade, right? But um their defense, Dame is not a great defender. They lost no. Rivalde and they lost Grayson Allen. So what will that mean for their defense? Um, I mean, they're still going to be very good and they still have solid defenders, but I think their defense is going to dip a little, no? Yeah, I think so. Their offense is going to go up. Their defense is going to dip. Um, it puts a lot more pressure on Brooke and Giannis to be able to potentially switch a little bit more. And we'll see how Adrian Griffin coaches their defense. Like Bud had them playing drop coverage. And obviously Brooke Lopez is an excellent drop coverage big. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis. Um, but yeah, they lost some athleticism on the perimeter. Pretty much their best perimeter defender left is... It's hard to say. Giannis? <laughs> like, probably Bochamp. Marjan Bochamp, who's a second-year player. Pat Connison is solid, but he's not a stopper. Damian Lillard is pretty bad on defense. Yep. Um, we'll see what Middleton has left. He's, his injury history is is kind of getting up there, so we'll see what he has left in like as far as athleticism goes. But he's not a stopper either, so they it's gonna be it's gonna be weird for them. I mean, I think regular season they're gonna be dominant defensively, but in the playoffs it can get a little weird for them depending on matchup. So we expect, barring injury or anything crazy, that the Bucks will probably be the representatives for the east but i'm not i'm like i'm like 55 45 okay so i mean who else would you have celtics yeah i'll give celtics that 45 percent okay look i'm a matter you know i love the seas but <laughs> i think they got a good chance i, I can see that series going seven Six for sure. Five. Yeah. For sure. I think so. But when fully healthy, I always go with the team that has the best player. Yeah. That's fair. And have two of the best three players in that series. So that's that's the only reason why I'm giving them that 55. Uh, but I think after your top, I don't know, after the top what, four players in the series, the Celtics got a lot of that middle group. Yeah, you know I mean, before you get to the next best best buck after Middleton, I think it's a lot of Celtics. That's that's over Brooke Lopez in the playoff series to me. But yeah. all right. So when we talk about the gauntlet though, that is the West, right? Let's say that one of the top three teams makes it out. Denver, Warriors, Lakers. I'm not saying it in an order, guys, but let's say it's one of those three. Who has the best chance to be uh, Milwaukee, assuming they make it out the East? Um, I would say the Lakers don't have a chance. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I would say the Lakers don't have a chance. I would say, damn. I'll say the Nuggets and the Warriors probably have equal chance. We just got to see how the how the Bucks look and how the Nuggets look because the Nuggets don't have any depth. The Bucks right. don't really. The Bucks have a little bit more depth, 
than the Nuggets, but they don't really got a lot of depth either. But the Nuggets really don't have depth. Outside of they starting five, their next best player is like Christian Brown, who's like second year player, and he wasn't great. Like he was good for a rookie, but that it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they kind of look next year. But I think the Warriors are in a unique position to match up with the Bucks because they have the defenders. And this is why I'm high on the Warriors going into the season. They have a team that's kind of built to guard multiple different types of star players. Giannis is obviously Giannis, but I think they can gap him a little bit, make him shoot jumpers. And, um, you know, you can obviously just put Draymond on any star big and feel pretty comfortable that he's just not going to get absolutely destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And they got Wiggins and GP2 for Dame. They got Wiggins and Middleton and, Kaminga for uh, Wiggins and Clay and Kaminga for Middleton. So I feel comfortable about matching up with them defensively. And then on offense, any team that runs drop, the Warriors have a good chance against because Steph is going to shoot you off the court. Like, so you, you're, you're going to have to go Giannis at the five. And from then you're taking one of your best players off the court and replacing them with somebody who's not as good. So I like the Warriors' chances. When it comes to the Nuggets, they have Jokic. Jokic is extremely hard to stop. They have Murray. Murray is hard to stop. And again, you run drop coverage against the Nuggets, that's their offense is going to kill you. So, yeah. Lakers, on the other hand, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. We will see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, I'm excited because when it just no matter what, I think the the Warriors are probably one of the last teams where it's just like they brought someone to the team, it worked out, fit right away, and they went and did what needed to happen. Like it's just so rare. Like these big blockbuster trades happen, and then the team goes on to win. I mean, not just even when it's like you trade multiple players, but even just, I mean, just, I don't know. So we have to see. That's why I say we got to see what happens. But ideally, it always changes for me because I remember there was a time where I really wanted the Warriors to see the Nets, but then they couldn't even get their asses together to make the, the, the finals properly. So then they didn't matter, you know, and it's like, I love the Celtics, obviously, but it's like we've it's like been there, done that. So, you know, yeah. Um, so I really, though, I really, just because Dame talks a little bit too much for my liking and, um, you know, people love to say, you know, Jokic got the respect after he won best player in the league. Giannis got it. I'm seeing rankings still where Steph is not even three. He's not even four. He's not even five. Like insanity. And I don't see, I don't see how, like the only player that I'm, that I will be like, okay, if you put Jokic ahead of Steph, I'm not going to like complain about it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's it for me too. So, and I just, I still feel like Steph is getting major disrespect. So people, people keep putting, they've been doing this for years. They used to do it with Harden too. Luca every year going into the season is better than Steph. Every, every season. <laughs> it's like, okay. Eventually it's going to happen, but can y'all let it happen first? 
Like, just really needs Steph to not get injured this season and play at least 65 games because he won't get an all-NBA. But I, you you have to imagine that's on their radar, so they're going to make sure, unless he's just injured, that he plays the 65. For sure. Because his legacy be matters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I feel like if that happens, that will also keep him in the running for MVP as well. Yeah. So... This, I mean, this league right now, going into the season, multiple teams healthy. Hopefully, it stays that way. It's probably not because it never does. But um, this shaping up to be like one of the more fun seasons, like in a while, because all these teams are loading up. You know, a, a lot of franchises feel good about their chances going into the season, so it can be real fun. And if the Warriors end up winning a ton of games in the regular season and coming out on top in this league and this West, when we just named eleven teams that can make the playoffs then, you know, he got to be in conversation for MVP. Got to be. And if, 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 if the Warriors Denver ends up being the Western Conference finals and Steph beats Jokic and then goes to the finals and beats Giannis. Beats Giannis and Dame. That would be son. crazy. Crazy. Son. People going to block me. Warriors fans too. Warriors fans too. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> everybody keeps talking about, oh, everybody got all this help. Steph just got Clay. Like, can we stop? Can we just let Clay play real quick? Like, can we? Like, damn. For all, NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Let, 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 let's move to the Warriors because we do have a little off-season stuff to talk about with them. But one thing we'll say, we keep seeing constant reports and they are focused. They are focused this season. Love to see it. Love to hear From it. this off-season. So, I, already, I knew they was going to do that. As soon as they lost to the Lakers, they was they was on that. So I'm not surprised. But they usually respond this way. Whenever they lose, they come back like, all right you know, different energy. So Facts. I'm excited. Facts. So with that being said, um, so we, we when we um, talked last time, we talked about pros and cons of Dwight Howard because there were a lot of reports swirl, you know, surrounding him and that he was potentially going to be a player the Warriors were adding. And both of us, both of us were okay with that. Some questions around a culture fit, but overall we were okay with it. The Warriors did not add to White Howard to the <laughs> team. Um, after having him work out with them and apparently getting the Steph sign off and the sign off of the other vets, and um, so I thought that was interesting. I thought I just thought a lot of reporting around that was interesting because it almost seemed like a done deal. And mm-hmm. I remember like questioning what changed because there was a time that like the players were pretty like against bringing in a Dwight Howard. Like, like it was the year we got Boogie Cousins and their preference was actually to have Boogie over Dwight, which in hindsight is crazy, right? Um, they're both kind of head cases a little bit, but yeah, um, that was the consensus. Um Boogie didn't work out for us, but um, they they felt pretty strongly. Like, way back, the Warriors wanted Dwight, but, like, 
they haven't in like a long time. And so I was surprised that they were comfortable adding him. Well, apparently they're not. And so they didn't sign him. At least the front office isn't. So he wasn't signed. We didn't really get like an explanation for it. But then news dropped today that Rudy Gay signed a, a, a non-guaranteed, unguaranteed contract. He's going to compete for a roster spot in camp. But like, I want to say the day, like the day before there was like a report, like the Warriors were looking, it might've been yesterday. It could have been today. I don't even remember the news blurs together for me, but that they're sort of, they're looking for a veteran president presence and someone who's not going to like be a disruption in the locker room. I don't know, Justin, I feel like that's, shade towards Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Didn't he tweet some cryptic message with the word warrior in it a bunch of times after that? I, was it after that? that? I thought those just had already existed. I think he tweeted that like shortly after like they didn't sign him or something like that. I don't know. I got to check the date, but he's just a weird guy. We already said that when we were talking about it. He's just an interesting dude. Sure. Um, There's a good chance that just something weird happens when he's around. So I think they were just like, we'd rather not even deal with this. And he's not good enough to warrant, you know, taking that risk. So, oh, well. And then Mike kind of like alluded to the fact that they have multiple bodies that they feel that they can play at center, which they do. You know, obviously Draymond's always always an option at center. He's going to play center in most of their best lineups. Yeah, but not real centers. Depends on what you define as a real center. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you cannot play Dre at five, like most of the season. Right. Um, you play him in spurts. So, I mean, I just feel like you need a traditional big, and I don't think that Dario counts as that either. Yeah. Or Loon. Also, I mean, well, Loon can't play any other position, so he got to be right. But I mean. I would like someone who doesn't pump fake as Loon is great. So, but for sure. having a lob big would be amazing. I think Trace can be that. So it's a lot. I wouldn't say it's a lot riding on Trace, but it's like they're they're gambling on Trace being able to contribute this year. And they took him in the draft. They traded for him in the draft because he's an older rookie, and he projects as somebody who should be able to play right away. We are always jealous of all these other teams that can get their rookies to play right away. They're taking a shot on one. I mean, he's athletic. He has big hands. He can catch. He can pass. So he should be able to at least give them spot minutes. He's just not like seven foot. He's like six, nine instead. You know, most teams in the NBA only have like one legitimate seven footer that's going to punish you in the paint and grab every rebound. So it's not really that big of a deal to me. It's more so um, if one of Dre or Looney isn't playing, then you look real thin. But they always have the option to just sign somebody at some point. So Rudy Gay's name has always been attached to the Warriors for years and nothing has ever panned out. At this late stage of his career, could he get that 14th roster spot? <laughs> he could. I don't think he will. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be a little over the hill. Not a little, but I think he might be over the hill officially. Um, But... That's why you bring him to camp, have him compete against guys who are also going for that spot, like JTA. He's going to be super hungry, playing super hard. Magruder's trying to stay in the league. Look, I just want someone we can actually put on the freaking court, okay? So, like, again. Put JTA on the court. <laughs> respect, respect Juan, please. 
I respect him, <laughs> but I don't want him on the <laughs> crazy. No. Uh, but like Juan is one of those dudes. I'll just make my point for Juan. Juan's one of those dudes that isn't good on any other team in the NBA, but the Warriors because he fits their style. So I would be cool with Juan at the, at the 14th spot, but I don't know if they're going to use anybody that's in camp. They might just be bringing guys in camp just to see what they got, keep them in the back pocket. If somebody else becomes available, like a Gallo or something like that, like that's already on another team that gets waived or auto, they'd probably be like, let me grab those dudes. But just in case those dudes aren't available, let's just see what we got in camp and then we'll pick from this group right here. So I think that's what they're doing. Well, to be determined then, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, yes, I would like to. We know they're not signing a 15th guy, so I just would like to see who that final 14th piece is and we can be on the way. I am really curious, though, to see how Trace is going to do. Yeah, I think he's going to be good, to be honest. Uh, like I said, for all the reasons I said before, he has good defensive instincts. I think obviously he can improve because he's a young player, but he has the hands, the the arm length, the bounce to be a good defender out the gate. And then on offense, he makes high level reads. He can catch. I know we have PTSD with Wiseman's hands. His hands are like the opposite, right? And then he can make those passes that all the Warriors bigs can make in the short row. So he can be good out the gate. And if he's good out the gate, then it kind of like, like Mike was saying, they, they want to have a runway where all of their bigs can play center at some point so just so they can see what they have. And if they just sign another big, then one of those guys aren't getting minutes. And it's just going to be like, you don't even know what you have. So I get it from that standpoint. You just got to wait and see. Hopefully Uzmagaruba is decent. They can get something out of him. If not, keep him on the two-way and just let him, you know, then sign somebody else. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The drama of it all. The drama of it all. Well, Justin, this has been fun. The Dame news finally dropped. I think, I mean, I don't know that people are on their seats for this as much, but I think the only other big trade that could happen is James Harden. Mm-hmm. Where is he going? Is he going to Miami? I don't know. But I guess Miami now becomes an option if Dame isn't going there, right? It has to. They might get him in shape. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see Harden under a coach like Spo for sure. Yeah. I think he can get the best out of him, but you never know with a guy like Harden. His personality is so... I don't know. But he's never played for a coach like Spo that demands the respect. Like, he played for D'Antoni and stuff like that, but... But what about, too, I mean, the other team, obviously, that was, like, out there for him is the Clippers. And I mean, Ty Lue has a reputation of being a player's coach. Do you think he would respect the Ty Lue enough as well? Nah. Nope. I think yeah. he might, but Ty Lue is such a player's coach. Like Ty Lue was, he was in the league at one point. Like he just seems like one of the boys, like Ty Lue would probably talk to him a certain way and Harden and talk to him crazy right back. Whereas with Spo is just like a different level of, um, it's like a different gap there. There is no, like, I was once a player gap. It's just like, I am a coach. You are a player. You know, I don't even think Spo would talk to him a certain way that Ty Lue would talk to him, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Well, 
whatever. I'm not here to speculate on the beard right now. If that happens, we'll come back and, and, and talk about that. I do think we'd have to reconsider, though, where what we think of the Clippers if he goes there. Wouldn't change much for me if he goes to the Heat. Yeah. Harden don't move the needle anymore. Okay. All right, guys. Well, like I said, this has been a fun one. Justin, thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for joining me. Oh, it's my honor and privilege. <laughs> Look how we Greg, thank you for joining us. <laughs> That's our bomb producer. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in with us, though, for real. We appreciate you. You know this is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, on X. Lord have mercy. X and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Okay, make sure you rate the show five stars. Give us a review. Make sure you're subscribed to 95.7 The Game. Our episodes, each one, can be found under their channel. And spread the word. Tell a friend. Share. We appreciate you. NBA's almost back. That means more episodes of Golden Spaces. Let's get it, (laughs) y'all. Until next time, take care.